BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. Hey guys, Stefan here from ProjectLifeMastery.com. Today I'm very excited to bring you a new friend of mine, Dan Locke, and someone that I've looked up to for many years. Uh, Dan's a very successful entrepreneur and internet marketer. Uh, He's had a lot of success and we're going to talk a little bit about that and I'm going to ask him a lot of questions about his success and some of the projects and things that you've learned over the years. Mm -hmm. But I want to tell you guys a little bit how I met Dan. I actually met Dan a few years ago here in Vancouver at the Canada Marketing Summit and Dan was one of the speakers presenting there. I don't know if you remember, but um, I thought that he was one of the most captivating, engaging speakers there. And I was really touched and really just motivated and excited for what you had to share. And you gave away one of your books um, called FU Money. Yes. And I remember I received this book and I got a chance to meet Dan briefly. And um, at the time I was going to Thailand to build my very first online business and I had the goal of making $300 a month from this online business. And I just brought, you know, your book and maybe one other book is what I brought with me during this three-month trip. Mm. And it really got me in the mindset of what it takes to succeed online. Mm. And it really motivated me and a lot of the information has made a huge impact on the success that I've had today. And um, since then, I've been through other training programs that Dan's created. And uh, it's just not too long ago that um, Dan and I connected. He lives here in Vancouver mm-hmm. as well. We've mm-hmm. become good friends. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of stuff in common. So I asked him to come over. Let's do an interview. <laughs> and he graciously accepted. So thank you for being here today. Well, thank you. If I can add some value to someone who's watching this video, again, somehow make a positive impact in their lives, it makes it worthwhile. Awesome. So my first question for you is just how did you get started with this? You know, how, What's your story of how you got started into be, becoming an entrepreneur and starting on the internet? Well, I came to Canada years ago with no money, no connections, and not a word of English language on my lips, as you can tell from my accent. Uh, My mom and dad got divorced when I was 16 years old. 
So at the time, I've learned that well, even your parents,、uh, you cannot depend on your parents. So my mom was taking care of me and and, and raising me in Vancouver, Canada. And at the time, I was making minimum wage in a supermarket,、mm-hmm. and I basically got started on the failure equation. At the time when I was making minimum minimum wage as a grocery bagger, you know the guy、yeah. and you checked out and they put your bag in groceries and stuff、yeah. like that. And so at the time, I thought to myself, I could continue working at this dead end job, or but just what if if. Because at the time, I see other entrepreneurs and, and and business owners they're doing very well financially.、Yeah. They all have their own business. I said to myself, "What if it takes me ten years to learn how to succeed in business?、Yeah. What if I fail these millionaires millionaires by ninety percent? What if I only make ten percent of what they make?、Yeah. And, and what if I'm the dumbest person on the planet? Well, I would still be a lot better off if、yeah. I versus I continue working at this dead end job.、Yeah. So I got into business by by accident." Right. I I don't believe I'm a born businessman. I had I didn't have a choice because that was the only vehicle at the time that I saw that I could provide for my mom.、Mm-hmm. I want I, at the time I only had one goal and that was to to take care of my mom and, and buy her home. Right. So and that was that. So I got into it and of course had a lot of failures. I failed at thirteen businesses. Wow. Before having my first success. Wow. And then I got online and if you read my book, you know, and、yeah. started doing some marketing online, affiliate marketing, eBay, and Also, it has to do with with timing as well, because at the time, internet, right? It's right. just it's just booming. So, timing, luck, hard work, and here I am today. Wow, that's amazing.、Um, I mean, the fact that you got through thirteen failures and everything that you're not from here, you didn't speak any English,、mm-hmm. and in spite of all that, you've had this success. And I think one thing I respect about you is you really focus on the mindset, yes, the psychology, and、yes. you've done a lot of work on yourself in that area. We both. Or into you know self development, Tony Robbins and everything.、Yes. You know, I'm sure when you started this, I don't know if you had any of that fear and that doubt, like <laughs> I can't do this, you know, whatever. Like, how did you get past that? Was there certain things that you had to change in your level of thinking to overcome those barriers and those failures? Very much so,、uh, because first of all, when I was going to high school, when you just imagine going to a country where you don't speak the language.、Yeah. So growing up, I didn't have a lot of confidence.、Yeah. I wasn't one of those people that had like big dreams or big goals. I was going to do this. I was going to do that. And I wasn't one of those people that had great talents. Right. I, I was a C student basically. I wasn't. I didn't have a good resume, and I didn't know anyone.、Yeah. Like I wasn't one of those people that know all the right、yeah. people in all the right places. So growing up, you can imagine low self-esteem. Uh, I was actually very shy, believe it or not,、uh, and and I would I remember still back then in high school, you know how we have to do presentations、yeah. like、for classes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I would just skip the class. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't do it. Me too. I, I'd rather take the zero than show. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't do it. it. I just wouldn't do it. So、yeah. so a lot of self doubts,、uh, yeah. a lot of fear,、uh, a lot of negative programming. So、yeah. those I had to overcome. But I I didn't know I had all those things until I got into. More the, the personal development, self growth type work.、Mm-hmm. Then I found out, okay, holy shit, there's a lot of emotional baggage going、mm-hmm. on. A lot of negative association with money. So、uh, I spent a lot of time working through that because I believe you can learn the mechanics, the yeah, techniques, yeah. and the strategies. And eighty、uh, percent of making money and building wealth is mindset, yeah, and yeah. only twenty percent is mechanic.、Right. Uh, when you have the right mindset. You can always get a mechanic. 
Right. The how-to is easy. I mean, the internet is so much information. Yeah. But it's not the information. It's your filter, your mindset. What do you do once you learn the information? Because right, right. I'm sure you have the same experience. Yeah. You teach the same two guys. Yeah, yeah. One guy on Kindle publishing, same system. Yeah. One guy rocks with it, yeah. makes a lot of money. One guy makes no money. Yeah. It's the same system. Yeah. What's the difference? Is the filter. So. So so what do you think stops people? You know, like there's you know. The, is it certain beliefs they have or level of certainty or confidence because you know you've sold you know you've done seminars you've coached people and everything mm. and there's some people that invest in something or for whatever reason they don't have results or success so what do you think stops people and holds people back from having that success well I think for when it comes to internet marketing uh, one of the biggest problem I see and you guys are watching this video that they have what I call the, the shiny object yeah. syndrome Okay, yeah. they jump from one thing to another. So this week is Kindle publishing. Yeah. Next week it's affiliate marketing. And the week after it's you know Google AdSense. So they jump from one thing to another. They never stick to that one thing, and so they never master it mm. because they have this. People are attracted to internet marketing because they think it's easy. Right. Well, guys, it's not easy. Right. Okay. It's simple. Yeah. But it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, and there's a process. You got to learn it. You got to master it. I mean, how long it took you to master it? Kindle publishing. How I mean, many hours? It, it took me a long time, um, but I I believe it really helped me all the process that I went in before that because yes. it took me like three years before I made any money online. Three years, and I just kept at it. And I think for me, I did, I refused to like buy a course or get a mentor. I tried yeah. to do it all on my own. <laughs> I was reading all the message boards and everything, all yeah. the blogs, yeah. trying to piece together everything and try to figure it all out. Mm. And it wasn't until. Um, I did finally figure it out, and I did find some you know good courses and things that mm. helped me. Mm. Um, but the process, the, the the one thing I learned though is that those three years wasn't wasted because I learned so much mm. about so many different things that then allowed me to have success with Kindle. Yes, because I had some success before with, um, ranking in Google and the search engines. Yes, and then when I found Amazon and Kindle, I was like, wow, I can rank better. In Amazon, a lot faster than Google. I already knew how to opt optimize for keywords and how the internet marketing yeah. works. So the process. It was a lot follow. faster because mm -hmm. I went to the process before, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. even then, it was still a process for me. To yeah, scale it up. So that's why people get into it because they're attracted to the yeah. freedom, and that's the problem because they don't treat it like a business. Right. They're not thinking in terms of just like if you want to get into shape, you don't think in terms of yeah. well, great, I'm go to I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to go an hour a week and then I'm going to have the six pack out like you know yeah. what Stefan has right <laughs> it just doesn't it's not going to happen yeah. so they have this get rich quick mentality mm -hmm. and that's the problem that they buy the next thing and, and then buy into this what I call the, the magic bullet push button right. money fall on your lap you just buy this thing for 47 bucks and then in the next 30 days you're going to make 10 grand yeah. I mean if you believe in that something right. is wrong here right. so, so you have to Get rid of that mentality yeah. that, you know what, this is a business. I'm going to learn what it takes. I'm going to develop my skills. I'm going to focus on just one area, whatever that might be. I mean, a million ways to make a million bucks. Mm -hmm. I have friends who are doing very well with Amazon. I have friends who are yeah. doing very well with affiliate marketing. I have friends who are doing very well with Google AdSense. I have friends who are doing very well with YouTube. But you just have to pick that one thing and you stick with it. Because in my book, I think I have few money. I forgot which chapter. I talk about that wealth is committing to one idea over time. Right, totally. Just one yeah. idea over time, and you just get good at it, and you get good at it, and you get good at it. Because if one person, if you start one thing, you don't have success with it, 
then what certainty do you have that the next thing you're going to have success because you didn't even complete the thing that you started before? But do you know why you people know? jump from one thing to another? I think because they either get frustrated, they hit a plateau, or they don't they don't see the results, and so they go. They think it's a system or whatever it is, and they go into the next thing. Yes, That's but my, more my than belief. that. But more than that is why do they let's say they buy this one program or whatever program they buy learn what this vehicle to mm -hmm. learn how to make money and then they try it a little bit yeah and then they jump to the next thing like why wouldn't they they stick with one thing from my observation most of the time it's because they don't believe it's going to work right right they don't believe they could make it work yeah so it's more the the self-esteem issue Right. So, well, just in case this doesn't work, yeah. let me have a plan B. Maybe this would work. Right. Or maybe just in case that doesn't work, maybe just have a plan C. Right, right. Maybe that would work. Right. But instead of having the confidence, say, you know what? Shit, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. No matter yeah. what. Yeah. I don't need a plan B and plan C. This, I'm going to make it work because I can see other people have made it work. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the difference. Yeah. I had that experience when I went to Thailand and I read your book. My goal at the time was to make $300 a month yes. passive income yes. because I was living in my friend's living room here yes. in Kitsilano and that extra $300 a month would then allow me to at least live on my own. Yes. And the pain of going back to live in my friend's living room was just so intense for me. So I said, I was at, I remember I was in Beijing at the, a, a layover in the airport and I set that goal and I said, I'm not coming back till I achieve this. I'm gonna find a way, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. And I had that commitment to it and I, I just I just had to make it work. Yes. And I think that's what allowed me. And I think once people start having success and making money, then it validates, hey, this works. Yes. And then you get momentum from there. Yes. Because success breeds success. Yeah. And sometimes I say that motivation is good, but I think desperation is even better. Yeah. When you put yourself in a situation where at the time, you know what, I'm not going to go back to that yeah. no more. Same thing with me. When I saw my mom one day I was at home. Um, I hear my mom crying. She was she, she closed the door, but she I hear I hear she crying in the living room. Right. And I said to myself, as a son, I got to take care of my family. Yeah. I don't care what it takes. Right. So even when I was getting rejection, when I was getting experiencing failures, it doesn't bother me. Right. Compared to, I had to see what my mom is going through. I said, what's this little rejection? Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. So when you first started, did you just have a goal of making, I'm going to make a dollar online and then slowly scale it up? Or did you have this? Yeah. I mean, at the time, I was, yeah. I was just setting go. I want to make $100 a day yeah. passive income yeah. online. That was that. And what was that experience when you first made? You made so much more sense. Yes. I, I'm sure that one, that, that it, first dollar I guess is like, That validates everything. Yeah. That validates yeah. in, your, in your mind. That's why I, I tell everyone who is getting started on the internet, make your first 100 bucks. Yeah. Because when you make your first 100 bucks, you, you're conditioning your mind, hey, you know what? This works. Yeah. You can make your first hundred, you make your first two hundred, yeah. and then the four hundred, the eight hundred. Yeah. But it's getting that one hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise, it, it doesn't feel like it's still like a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Other people can make it. Can I make it? But when you get that hundred dollars, holy shit! Yeah. Now the possibility is the sky's the limit. Yeah. And so, then it's yeah. just scaling it up, rinsing, repeating mm -hmm. the process. Mm -hmm. It's more a confidence booster. Yeah. That's yeah. more. So, what are some of those important lessons that you've learned just in the years of business that? you've been involved, not just with internet, but just business in general? Mm. Number one is moneymaker versus a business. Mm. Uh, what's the difference between, well, let me ask you the question. What's the difference between a moneymaker and a business? Moneymaker, that's a good question. Uh, 
I would say a money maker is someone that finds ways to leverage themselves that works on the business and not in it. And it's more, it's a tough question. Okay. I don't know if I'm on the right track. So, so with money maker, meaning you are, you're selling something, you, uh-huh. you're making money, but there's no long longevity. Okay. You're not building an right, asset. Right, right. You I cannot see. sell that. Yes. So let's say if I do yeah. uh, affiliate marketing, I'm, I'm running ads, I'm buying media, I'm promoting other right, people's right. products. So I could be like this year I could do very well, but mm-hmm. next year I could like, it could be gone like that. Right. Just because, yeah. you know, That's the true. ad costs, everything. Yeah. So a lot of people get into internet marketing. They want to, they, they want to just make some money. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Right. You want to build a business. Right. Business has a brand. Right. It has, you, you have your customer base. You have your back end. Uh, you could sell it in the future if you yeah. want. You have someone else running it if you want. So money maker versus business. So you right. want to build a business, a brand, mm-hmm. uh, number one. Number two is market is everything. I used to believe marketing is everything. Mm. I was taught that marketing is everything. Well, it's not. Uh, What I've learned over the years that the business failures that I have, the projects I'm involved with, the ones that failed are very often, because when you have some success, you you suddenly believe, well, everything I touch tends to go. I can make anything work. I'm determined, I'm focused, I'm hardworking, I'm smart. I can outsmart the other guy. I can Mm -hmm. outsmart the market. Well, it's not the case. Because the projects that I lost money in, is exactly that kind of thinking. That I go into it, you know what, I can push through, I can can do whatever it takes. And you do need to have that mentality, Mm -hmm. but it's not the marketing, it's the market. So let me give you an example. Uh, one of my companies, Cham Junction, which we market a brand of jewelry called Pandora. You might have seen it. You guys might have seen it, which is like a, a jewelry, a bracelet. Yeah. You buy these charms and you yeah, put yeah, on yeah. your bracelet. Uh, my wife loves that. A lot of people love that. So we are the, the distribute, online distributor for this brand in Canada. Now, when I started that company quite a few years ago, it wasn't because I'm so good and this and that. It's because there's a, this demand in the marketplace mm-hmm. that people are wanting right. to buy this. Right. They are, they they love the product. They love the brand. And the truth is, it doesn't matter who goes into that business. Yeah. They're gonna make money. Yeah. It just I have a little bit more knowledge. So my e-commerce presence, my platform, everything we do it a little bit better. And that company. In 2012, a couple of years ago, we won the uh, Canada Post Online Retail of the Year Award. Oh, wow. You know, I, w- I wish I could say, well, it's my brilliance. It's mm-hmm. because me as an entrepreneur, because entrepreneur, we yeah. always think it's right, us. Right. You know, we make it happen, man, yeah. because I'm so damn smart. Well, no, it's not because of that. It's because there's a demand, it's on trend, and there it's, it's there's a cash dream that is stream that is running. Mm-hmm. I just happen to put myself there, yeah. and there, there we go. So now uh, nowadays, my mentality is very different. Mm-hmm. When I go, do anything, any any new project, any business, I'm thinking in terms of is it on trend? Mm-hmm. Uh, how fast can it grow? Because two types of demands in the marketplace: you have existing demand, you have created demand. Mm-hmm. So existing demand is someone people are already looking for that. Mm-hmm. People want to buy that. Created demand, you got to educate them, you got to show them you need this thing. I much prefer to go with existing demand. They already want to buy it. Right. Uh, is there less than five direct competitions in that marketplace? Right. So I look for all those things. Uh, can I be the number one provider or leader in that category? 
Mm-hmm. So you look at my companies, Table Tennis Master or Better Badminton or uh, the Salon Business Expert with a number one in that category. Right. Because it's not by accident. Right. It's before I went into it, I already knew I could be the number one. Yeah. So, and that's where, why we, they do so well. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, I think one challenge, I, I see this all the time that people have, is they come and they say, I had this great idea. It doesn't It'd be an shit. awesome business. Yeah. It's going to make me so much money and everything. And to them, they think it's a great idea, but yeah. they don't go and see if there's actually a market there. Yeah. And then, you know, find the demand, the market first, and then meet that demand exactly. with the solution. You yes. know, identify the problem. Yes. I see that as the biggest mistake with Kindle publishing. You know, people think, hey, you know, I'm going to create a book on this. Oh, I, I say, like this. A, yeah. And I say, wait a minute, let's see. Are there people searching for this? Mm-hmm. Are there people buying books and products in this area? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is there, you know, just a, is there a market there for it? Mm-hmm. And then once we identify that, okay, then let's create the product. Let's optimize it the best way possible and everything. And that's what, that's most of the success I found in the process because you can do all the marketing, but if you don't, if you're in the wrong market, yep. It doesn't really work, right? Well, it's like Warren Buffett said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but something like, if you find something that you love to do, mm-hmm. that, that's a hobby. Mm-hmm. If you find someone that a lot of people love, then that's a business. Right. So it's not about us, it's not about what we want, it's about what the marketplace wants. Right. Uh, just like I have the company Table Tennis Master, well, mm-hmm. I don't play table tennis, right? right? I have uh, the, the company marketing Pandora, well, I don't wear Pandora, right. so it's about what they want and fulfilling right. their needs. So I think market is key. So what's your role in a business? Do you see yourself more as a strategist, marketer? 100%. And then you, you know, with table tennis, for example, you'll partner with someone mm. that is an expert in that area? Or? Yes. Yeah. So I hire a coach, which mm. I pay him whatever uh, per, per hour. We film the, the product right. and then I, I put it put out in the marketplace. Right. It's very simple. You'll never run out of talents. Yeah. Uh, and not even a marketer, because I would see, if you ask me the same question, let's say five years ago, mm-hmm. I would tell you that I'm a marketer. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I don't see myself a marketer. It's like I have marketing skills, but I'm not a marketer. Mm-hmm. I have speaking skills, but I'm not a speaker. I have copywriting skills, right. but I'm not a copywriter. Right. I'm just an entrepreneur. These are the skills that I've developed over the years that I could use. And I don't, I don't even see myself as an internet marketer, quote unquote. I see now internet marketing as just, it's a vehicle, it's, it's a medium. It's just like Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, my business is now more complex than that. That right. we, we do do direct mail. We do um, tell ourselves, we, we have a team, we have uh, like, you know, fulfillment and inventory control. So it's not just e-commerce, it's not just, that, it's just internet marketing, it's way more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's the way I like it, because then the, the more complex, the other people looking at this, it's like, wow, I don't want to compete with that. Or right. I, I cannot do what you do. Good. Right. Then you have that barrier of entry. You don't want to get into something that anybody can get into. It's so easy to get into. Then you have a lot of competition. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So for someone that is just starting out, would you recommend for them to sort of develop some of these skills like copywriting and you know learning a lot of this stuff? Yes. And yes. what are what are what do you feel is the most important skill? Well, I would say if you boil everything down, it has to do with one word, and that's communication. Right. So if you boil it down to the major skills, I would say, let's say copywriting, right. which is the ability to persuade someone in, in, on, in print mm-hmm. with your written words mm-hmm. or public speaking, then it's your ability to influence and persuade 
to people in, in a group kind of setting or sales one-on-one. Yeah. That's the ability to persuade someone one-on-one basis, right? Uh, or as a leadership to motivate, manage a team. Well, it also is the ability to persuade and motivate your team. Mm-hmm. So it has to do with persuasion and communication. It doesn't matter what you do. And there are more different forms that you could master. You'll never go broke. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And how do you recommend people start to learn and develop these skills like how did you develop them well you just do it yeah you just go you know if you're not good with sales you, yeah. you get a get a sales job right. where you you're, you're afraid of rejection you're yeah. afraid of cold calling do those things yeah. uh copywriting you're not good with it well i mean nowadays i don't write my own copy anymore mm-hmm. i have a copywriters to do that yeah. but i could reveal their work yeah so I know, so know what the process. I've been through the process. Yeah. So, and I would come up with the, the big idea, the big concept. Okay, in this particular piece or this launch, I want to do this and I map out the sequence. Mm-hmm. I do the thinking work, mm-hmm. then they do the implementation. So in your business, think in terms of, you need some implementers. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the people that can help you implement faster? Who are some of the people that can help you uh, implement? Maybe they, are, they have particular skills that you don't have. You have to know what to do. You don't have to be a huge master at it, but you need to know the basics, the basic human psychology, what makes someone buy. So those are the skills you need. Right. And I know you're big into learning as well. Very you good. know, seminars, books. So yes. you find just learning a lot just from programs online or coaches. Everywhere. I mean, I mean, yeah, mentors for sure. Uh, I, I am where I am today. The books that I've read, I've read over 2,000 books, those help. The, the tapes, we're talking cassette tapes. Yeah. <laughs> Those, <laughs> Nightingale Conan, right? Yeah. The cassette tapes almost makes me feel like kind of old. <laughs> anyway, uh, tapes help. And, you know, videos, seminars, all those help. But I am where I am today because of my mentors. Right. Uh, so without my mentors, because this learning passively, you're reading a book, you're watching, you, you're watching a TV video, that's okay. But I just found that in business, there's so much shit that can go, go wrong. Yeah. That when you're at that cross row, when, when I'm not sure, when I have doubts, when I have someone that I could talk to, someone who's been there and done that, and say, hey, you know what, Dan, do this, don't do that. I just found that very, very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. So, and every time I talk to my, my mentor, that he's always, he's always pushing, he's always challenging me. That I thought, well, I'm doing quite well. Well, how can you do better than that? Yeah, how can you yeah, multiply your yeah. goal? You know, the other the other day I was talking to him and I was telling him, you know, my 2015, my goal, this and that. He was just saying, how can you add another zero to that? Yeah, wow. and just kind of like freaked me out. Yeah. I thought my goal was pretty big. How can you add another zero? Yeah, <laughs> and I was thinking, well, maybe I could do this. Maybe now suddenly have, I'm thinking way bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And that is just a, a very simple question. But having someone like that who believe in you more than you believe in yourself, someone who would challenge you, I just find that invaluable. So do, you, do you have a process for finding a mentor? You just ask. Yeah. Uh, I pay my mentor a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some mentors you have to pay. Some mentors, uh, they would, you're just asking them. Mm-hmm. Like example would be, let's say... Um, I belong to the Vancouver Club, which is like a private club. A lot of successful people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I meet someone that that I admire, look up to, I just say, hey, "Can I buy you lunch?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, you buy them lunch, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You 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 pay you pick up the tab. You add value. You add value. Is it something I can help you with? Yeah. Uh, what can I do for you? So I found that very helpful. Uh, and knowing that 
Well, let me give you a criteria. You know, there are a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of gurus and, and people out there teaching stuff. I call them pretenders. Before you hire any coach, anyone, you have to ask yourself two questions. Very simple questions. Question number one is, are they doing what they're coaching you on? Okay, are they doing it? Yeah. Not they have done it 10 years ago, not they, they not, no theory. Are they doing it right now? Are they doing it? So, so if you say you want to hire someone to teach you internal marketing, well, is that guy doing it? Number one. Question number two is besides their info marketing business, besides their seminar business, whatever that business, do they, are they doing it? In other words, Besides their business, are they making money from actually doing what they teach? Mm -hmm. So not just selling you books and, and tapes and seminars, right, right. are they doing it? Yeah. You ask those two questions, yeah. they will eliminate 99% of people yeah. out there. Yeah. There you totally. go. Yeah. So you don't, you don't waste your time. Awesome. So, so they're not just making money, money teaching you how to make money. Yeah, that's a big difference. Awesome. Yeah. Let's go into product creation, a little bit of marketing. Hmm. Um, you've created a lot of products, you've written several books. Hmm. Um, Video training products, mm. uh, ebooks, all that sort of stuff. Do you have a process in terms of content creation that you've learned that's just mm. allowed you to do it more efficiently? The, the, the best way is, you, of course, you survey the marketplace first, yeah. find out what they want to buy versus you spend. Because I see people spending, you've seen people yeah. probably spending six months creating the Kindle yeah. ebook yeah. and find out there's no one wants to buy it. <laughs> uh, don't want to do that. That was me at first. Yeah, <laughs> you want to survey exactly what they want to buy, what title they they like. Uh, ideally, if you can even sell it before even create it, right? That's that's the best. I did that actually. My my very first product. Um, was well before I even created the product. I created a blog. Mm. I did some articles on it. Got some traffic to it. Yes. And I put up just this little sales page. Nice. And just said, you know, here's the product. Press buy. When you press the buy button, it just takes you to a blank page. But I was tracking it with Google Analytics, so yes. I could see people, people clicking, clicking the button. So yes. I was like, hey, wow! Like I could actually create a product yes. here. But I just wanted to see if people would actually yes. buy it first. I think yes. I did some pay-per-click stuff too. But yeah. once it validated it, then I created the product. Yeah, because people bought with a wallet. Yeah. So if you can test that, example would be hypothetically. Let's say you want to launch a more high-end training for Kindle publishing. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of creating, spending months creating the program, you might as well just do a little maybe sales video or sales page, launch the product, charge X amount of dollars. Let's say it's... Four ninety five. I'm just making this up. Four ninety five. It's going to be a four week teleclass, once a week. Great. Sell that program first. Called drive testing, right? Right. Uh, sell that program first. If you sign up thirty people, great. Yeah. Now you create the program week one, week two, week three, week four. Right. And guess what? You when you do the program, you'll be more motivated. Right, because right. now you've got the people you know they've invested in it right. and then you've got buyers and you want to over deliver and yeah. that program will be that much better yeah. once you create it now you have the four week program then you can go back to the people hey you yeah. know what you missed that live program you can buy this for two ninety five yeah. or whatever right? yeah. you know who does that um, was, is T. Harvecker yeah. the Millionaire Mind Intensive I remember I was at an event and he was there he doesn't do the events anymore but he was there for this one yeah. because they were creating a course on internet marketing. Yes. And he was there to sell this event and he actually hadn't even created the seminar or the event yet. Yes. But he was up there speaking about it and saying, we're gonna do this, we're gonna teach you this, 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 and this. And then everybody went to sign up. And then afterwards, he actually created the, yeah. 
you know, based on mm-hmm. what he said and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So, so ideally, if you can sell it before you yeah. create it, you can collect the money first. Right. That's the best. So like a pre-order or pre selling Oh, that, yeah. yeah. Ideally. If yeah. not, then at the very least survey and then do a small test, maybe beta test, then you create. Yeah. You don't want to create, hopefully. You can actually do that now with Kindle books. Amazon just released a feature where you can pre-sell, pre-order books. So before you even write the book or create it, you can yeah. actually sell it, get orders for it, yeah. and then once you release it, then um, then you deliver the book. And yeah, you might so. be able, if you're smart, uh, even do the survey, pre-order, get the money, and then hire the writer right, to create right, it. Right. And then it's almost like kind of like a no money down type deal, right? Yeah. So that's why. With uh, product creation, do you do you find yourself doing a lot of the work in it today, or do you more kind of find a team and outsource? Different elements of it. Yeah, you want to outsource different elements. Yeah, you want to outsource. Yeah, but at first, if you are getting started, do it yourself. Right. Because you learn the process. You can outsource and delegate when you don't know how to do it. So when you've gone through the process, you've gone through the process many Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. Great. Now, at least if you know something goes wrong, then you can you can go fix it. So go through the process yourself a couple times, then you can delegate. Right. And what about marketing? Do you have any? Areas or you know uh, ideas for how people can market a product that they have. I think with marketing, even online or in general, that the the, the medium changes. Mm-hmm. So you're watching this video. It could be now it's it's social media. It's it's Facebook. Yeah. It's Twitter. It's before it was SEO. Yeah. It was you know pay per click. It was you know fill the program. The the medium changes, mm-hmm. and now with what's going on in the marketplace. Uh, I believe that customers, they are more skeptical than ever. They are more choices than ever. They are more demanding than ever. So as an entrepreneur, the first step, the first step to, to selling anything is first you got to get attention. It's like, hey, yeah. okay, you got to get attention. Because the challenge with most products is, or with entrepreneurs, is obscurity. Nobody knows who the fuck you are, man. Mm-hmm. They don't know who you are. They don't know you. You're unknown. So visibility is more important than ability. So you got to push through the marketplace so people get noticed. Mm-hmm. And, and the best way, of course, to deliver value up front. Mm-hmm. That um, I came up with a term, and that is educating is the new marketing. Mm-hmm. That how can you educate your customers? Help them become more for sophisticated consumers. That's the best way to build trust. And then whatever you sell, product is secondary. I don't really care. It's the marketplace. This is a relationship. Now, I'm, even all my companies, I'm focusing way more on, on relationships. Let me give you a sim- simple example. So let's say going back to the to jewelry business. E-commerce, people look at the charm. They go online. They buy. Very simple business. How can I take it to the next level? How can I add that personal touch, the human element? Well, We've created, we hire a few people, we call them jury consultants. So when you buy something from us, over X amount of dollars, we give you a, per, a call. Now, when was the last time you get a call from an yeah. e-commerce company? Yeah. Almost never. Yeah. We call them, we get to know them, we get to know every, because they're buying our jewelry, mm-hmm. just because the product nature, it's for some kind of event. Right. Maybe it's my daughter's birthday. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's graduation. Maybe it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. When is your birthday? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get to know them on very personal. So I have my people. I said, talk to the customers. Talk to them 30 minutes. Talk to them 40 minutes. I don't care. Don't have to sell anything. Yeah. I want you to get to know them. Yes. 
But while in that conversation, they're talking, well, this and that, well, how about also maybe you need to think of in terms of these charms that would fit with right, the bracelet. Right. Great. So we turn, it could be like a $500, or $500 order to a $2,000 right, right. order. Yeah. And then we will know them by the first name. So those group of, well, I call them the, the top 20% of the customers, mm-hmm. the VIPs, mm-hmm. we know them very, very well. Mm-hmm. And, and that makes the huge difference. Yeah. So now in terms of, well, they could get it in the, from the store or they could get it from us. Right. But because we have that relationship. relationship yeah. That's it. That's, and you're that's thinking more in terms of the long-term value Absolutely. of them. So once you get them in at the front end, yeah. you, you understand the value because you can upsell them and offer more products. They're going to keep coming back for more and more. Yeah. And, and, and you're going in the relationship, not th- even thinking about upselling. Right. You just keep delivering value. value. You just yeah. keep adding massive value. Yeah. And that's why educating is a new marketing. Yeah. That's the best way. Now, if you try to do the, 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 you know, I don't know you, I don't know who you are. Yeah. You go to these like networking functions. You see that a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's my business card. Yeah. Thirty second of the conversations. Yeah. It's like say, let's say I'm a realtor. Pretend. Yeah. Here's my business card. Do you need to buy a house? No. You don't know. How would you know someone? Let me give you three business cards. Right, right, right. What the hell is this, right? Yeah. Instead, you know what? Put that aside. Yeah. Get to know you as a person. Yeah. What do you do? Oh, keynote publishing. That's fascinating. Da, 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 da. Get to know you, develop relationships. Yeah. And then maybe there's some business to be done. Maybe there's never any business to be done. Mm-hmm. But you're not doing it because you want something from that guy. Mm-hmm. You're doing it because that's just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And now you become influential. Now you, you have the relationship with all these people. Right. And then guess what? It takes time, but to a point where now you don't have to go and hunt for business. But they, they need something to think of. Let's say if someone wants to learn kingdom publishing, I think of you, hey, you know what? Go learn from Stephanie. Yeah. He's the best, period, right? Yeah. And in terms of educating people, what, what are the different avenues from that? Would you recommend like a blog or a podcast or avenues like that where you just give away free information? Everything. Everything, yeah. It's more the, it's like, well, is it, you, very simple. And you ask yourself the same question. Let's say you use YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you po- what what's the difference? You post one video or you post... 30 videos. You're going to get more traction posting 30 videos. Yeah. So yeah. it's that that massive action mentality. Yeah. Not like, well, I do like one tweet a day. Yeah. Or yeah. What do you do 10 tweets a day? Yeah. What if you do? Like it's it's everything. Yeah. You want to, you don't want to compete. You want to dominate. Mm-hmm. You want to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're like, this guy, it's everywhere. When I type in Amazon, Kindle, mm-hmm. Stefan has he's got a YouTube channel, he's, he's got a podcast, he's being interviewed, I see his article, I see, yeah. shit, yeah. This, this is the guy. Yeah. And yeah. that's how people make decisions. Yeah. When you are well, it's, it's funny how people think. If you're not well-known, you can't be that good. Right. But if you're right. everywhere, right. and you're number one in Google, you're everywhere, you must be the best. Yeah. And that's how people think. So again, visibility, more important than ability. Not saying you don't need ability, but you need to push. You need right. to be very, very aggressive. So whatever you're doing now, just multiply it by like two, three, five hundred percent, just more. Yeah, and that's that's just powerful now with the retargeting now too. You can you know you go to a website once, and then you're seeing Everywhere. that person on Facebook and Everywhere. all this stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what allowed you to scale up your business? You know, once you started making money online, making a couple thousand bucks a month, living comfortably, what allowed you to go to Six figures and seven figures. Well, first of all, let's say from zero to 250K a year, you can, for most people, you could probably do it on your own. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so you have only one employee, and that is you. Right. From 250k to half a million, you, now you you need to outsource. You probably maybe have a couple employees mm-hmm. helping you out. You might have some virtual assistants, but you're delegating your outsourcing. Right. From half a million to a million, you need a team. Right. You just cannot do it on your own. Right. You, now you actually have a little team. Uh, you might even surround yourself with various specialists. Experts that could help you. Maybe you could do social media, but now because as an entrepreneur, we get we don't get paid for our time. We get paid for results. So now you say, you know what? I'll hire a social media person to help me do that. Even though I could do it, but I don't just don't have the time to do it. I have to do the thinking work. I have to do the strategic work. Let them do that for you. Yeah. Um, that's the difference. I teach actually a, a seven step to to building a, a seven figure business. I can quickly go through it. Basically, seven steps. Think of that as a, I call that the entrepreneur success cycle. So the first step is attraction. Second step is retention. Third, third step is optimization, systemization, delegation, automation, and expansion. So let me quickly go through them. So attraction is what do you do to attract a customer? Because marketing is nothing more than anything, everything that you do to, to attract and keep a customer. So. How do you how do you make that first sell? How do you generate that first lead? Attraction. Once you master that, you go into retention. How do you retain those customers? Building relationship. Keep delivering value. Optimization meaning you've now got your backend in place. You are maximizing the lifetime value of that customer. Instead of them coming to your business to spend a hundred bucks and you never see them again, maybe over a period of five years they spend two three thousand dollars with you. Right. So optimization. And then you systemize. Systemization. Now you've got the first three steps master, and it's working. How can you systemize this? Systemize this so it works. Yeah. Once you systemize, then you can delegate. Problem with most people, they try to delegate because there's certain things they don't want to do. They're so right. overwhelmed without a system in place. Now, what happens when they try to delegate without systems? It's, it's disaster. Disaster. Yeah. And then they blame the person. Yeah. Right. How come there aren't any good yeah. people out there? Yeah. Well, because you haven't given them a system. So system systemization, and then you have delegation, and then now once you delegate, now you can think in terms of how can I automate some of these repetitive mm-hmm. tasks? Mm-hmm. How can I use technology perhaps yeah. to automate? Now, once you've got all those six steps down, then you can expand. Again, entrepreneurs, we are very aggressive, we're very optimistic, they get into trouble because they expand mm-hmm. before they yeah. have all these things yeah. in place and then they don't have a foundation. And then yeah. it, it, they, they make money, just they, crash, they, they crash down just as quick as they go up. So yeah. I see that a lot. It's called the expansion dilemma. Yeah. Happens yeah. a lot. Yeah, I think that's one of the challenges I've experienced is I've grown so much in the last year especially and it's just been crazy, you know, and I'm, I haven't been used to all this attention I've been getting and people messaging me and, you know, once you launch a product, then you, you know, you're answering all the emails and doing all the customer support yourself at first, mm-hmm. then you realize, okay, I need to bring in a customer support yes. team. Yes. And, you know, now I'm, I'm doing, I do, I did all my videos and mm-hmm. I do so many parts of my business that I still do, but now it just doesn't make sense for me to continue doing those things because my time has just become worth so much more and I can spend that time focused on yes. the most important things in my business. So in a way, you look at the, the success cycle, you've mastered the, the attraction part, mm-hmm. that that's working. Retention, people like what the message, they like your product, they love your product actually. Yeah. Optimization, you've got a backend in place, that's kind of working. Yeah. Now it's, you need to systemize certain aspects, yeah. maybe the customer service, right. maybe making the video. Yeah. What is the process? Yeah. Then you can delegate. Right. So then you can expand. Do you have any advice just in terms of 
finding uh, these superstar players that can help you build your business, outsourcing, hiring employees. Any lessons that you've learned there? Well, first of all, uh, whenever you outsource, I always give them what I call a doofus test. Okay, I test small, give them some small assignment, uh, and uh, you know there are many management like different management styles. People, some people manage by dictatorship. Mm. Like, you know, you do this. This is what I want you to do, and it's my way or the highway. Mm. You have that. You, then you have people who manage by consents. Right. Make sure everybody's happy. Yeah. Make sure everybody likes the idea. And yeah. You have that kind of people, <laughs> which doesn't work. Uh-huh. And then I manage by persuasion. Right. So I get to know their goals, right. their aspirations, right. what makes them tick. Kind of also Tony's like six human needs, right? What what makes them tick? And then I don't think of them as, as uh, people I outsource to. I don't think think of them as my employee. I think of them as business partner. Right. Let me give you an example. There's a video production company that I used in Vancouver many years ago uh, who filmed my project. Uh, when I first met the guy, Paul, he was working from his basement from in Kukulun. One man band basement ugly as hell and but I found out hey Paul what is your goal you know what I want to build a video production company I want to be successful mm-hmm. how much do you want to make yeah. once I know his goal then I say okay how can I help you as you're helping me how can I help you grow right. well today he's got an office uh, on around on in New Westminster he's got five employees He's got an office. Right. Uh, he's working with the city of New Westminster, filming their stuff. Right. He also filmed stuff for the Winter Olympics before a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So now he's, 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 he's grown. Mm-hmm. So anyone that I outsource to, I find out, even a copywriter, I said, what's your goal? What, what do you want to get out of this? So once I know, I can see how can I help them at the same time help myself. Right. And this, that's why I have people work, like independent contractors that have been with me two, three, five, ten years. Wow, that's awesome. That's why, yeah. right? Uh, because of their relationship. Right, so. That's great. And, you know, you're involved in multiple businesses and projects. How do you manage it all? Do you have any tips just for managing these multiple projects? <laughs> At the short, the, sh- the short answer is I don't. The <laughs> uh, long answer is because I've learned many years ago that I am not a good manager. It's not my strength. It's yeah. I cannot manage my way out of a paper bag. Right. Uh, it's not what I do. And so I'm a, a big, I'm a macro thinker. I'm a visionary. I'm a strategist. So I look at all the companies from 30,000 feet above. Right. So And I look at what opportunities I can put together. Mm-hmm. So my time is not spending on doing the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. My time is, example, like in, in January, putting together a deal where I would partner up with another company that they have access to thousands of, of our ideal customers. Mm-hmm. That deal could be worth a half a million dollars for us. Mm-hmm. My job is to focus on putting that deal together, right. not doing it day to day. So uh, so the short question is almost every single business that I have, I have a partner running the day to day. And I do what I do, which is kind of as a, as a coach, as a strategist, and, and they do what they do best. Right. So I found, again, this doesn't work for everybody, but that's just what works for me. So it's using leverage, basically, and working smarter, not harder. 100%. Right. Uh, easier said than done. Yeah. Uh, everybody talks about working smarter, but very few people know how to do that. Yeah. And that's why most people, they cannot even manage one business. They cannot manage the measly one thing that they have. Yeah. I've got 16 companies, right? So, because I don't run 16 companies. Right. That's the difference, yeah. Do you have any just productivity tips for people um, in terms of being more productive and things? Well, with productivity, 
everybody's you know you have your morning ritual uh, and people have a lot of people talk about setting goals I mean different system work for for different people yeah uh, but I think not so much a tip it's more the mindset that because people sometimes ask me the question well Dan what about what about balance right. well there's no freaking balance right. it doesn't exist yeah. when you're building your company when I was building my company the first five years I was set working 10, 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I was working seven days a week. Mm-hmm. I hadn't taken a vacation for three, four years. Mm-hmm. Now I can take a lot of vacations, but back then when I was working, it was total immersion. Yeah. People want to live the four-hour work week, right. like right from the gate. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what? I read the book. Next <laughs> month, I'm going to make 10 grand a month. I'm going to only work four hours a week. Well, maybe you could do that. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, so there's no balance in the beginning. It's total immersion. It's... it's 100% focus and it's doing what is necessary mm-hmm. and so get the outer system mm-hmm. at first you know what you gotta you gotta you gotta make some sacrifices mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta maybe not spending as much time with your kids in the evening because yeah. you're working on your computer yeah that's what it takes yeah. because you want to take care of your family right. and then if you have a job and you're building a business part-time yeah it's you know spending the evenings weekends you're not going out with your friends yeah and you're basically dedicating whatever yeah. time you have to... Cut the two, three hours that you watch, you're spending watching TV. Yeah. You yeah. can't afford to watch TV. Yeah. Now it's building a company. Yeah. 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 Once, once you have the money and you built the success, you can watch yeah. all the TV. Now you can do, you can watch all the TV you want. You <laughs> yeah. get, and, but it's funny thing is once you do have that success, you don't want to watch TV anyway. Yeah. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Awesome. So I want to wrap things up here. Um, but I want to ask you a really important question that I actually had someone ask me this question mm-hmm. and I thought it was really good. So I want to ask it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had one moment, la- one moment left in your life mm-hmm. and you had one just really important message to share with people, what would that be? That's a very good question. I would say that people always think about what's the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. What's the purpose? I think if I only have one moment left, to share with someone, I would say, I think the meaning of all your life is to find out what your gift is. Right. That what what makes you special? What's the one thing that you do so well that nobody else can do? So maybe it's dancing, maybe it's singing, maybe it's, it's teaching, maybe yeah. it's you know uh, entrepreneurship, maybe it's whatever it is. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. So I think the purpose is to find the gift and. And the meaning of life is find a gift, and then the purpose of your life is to to give that gift away, right. and to share that gift with as many people as possible. Right. I think that's that would be it. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. I want to thank you so much for Welcome. this. Welcome. How can people find out more about you? Well, they can go to my website www.danlock.com. Danlock.com. They can search my name, and there's some. I don't. I don't have any programs to sell. I don't. I don't make my money selling books and tapes and seminars. Uh, but I have a lot of videos on there. They can get all the information they, they want. They want they can buy a couple of books, yep. a couple of cup. They can do that as well. Um, I make my money doing deals and building companies. So when I teach entrepreneur, when I do these type of things, for me it's just contribution. And quite frankly, it's just fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a fun thing for me to do. So um, yeah, so there they can find out some more information awesome. if they want. Yeah. And I recommend you guys check out his book Fu Money because. Uh, say hi on Facebook say hi on Twitter yeah, yeah. yeah I've already recommended that to people and a lot of people have enjoyed it so I want to thank you again Dan and really appreciate it Toast. cheers and hopefully you guys enjoyed this video and got a lot of value from it as well so leave a comment below let us know what you think and we'll see you guys again soon thank you bye 
Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.